for all your financial needs. This is Money Talks. Showtime. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, the trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon. Here today with uh, Jarrett McKenzie and Nick Antonucci. There you go. Man, right there. I was going to say, we need like applause. Sound like a game show. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Look, I perked up in my seat and everything. Ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. All right. Start DCA. Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's 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 dive into our case study here. I've got a, I, I know I've got two different opinions or two different perspectives here coming from a planner and in a, you know, some investment uh professionals here. Um, Thomas and Vanessa have been sitting on some cash. They were able to refinance a rental home earlier in the year, and they were able to rent it out for significantly more than the mortgage payment. So they've been just kind of stockpiling all this excess cash. Um, They've got about close to 20 grand in their bank account, um, and they know that they need to be investing this money as it's not working for them just sitting in a checking account. Uh, My guess is that they're probably not even earning interest if it's a checking account. Um, However, they're conflicted what to do should they be investing in safe and short term uh preparation for like a housing bubble say they lose their renters um should they invest in the house itself renovating the kitchen and the yard should they look into another rental property using cash as the down payment or should they just invest it in a brokerage account for the future it's a great question Jared, so, the million dollar question jared <laughs> we'll let you go first and then i'm sure there's just a simple answer you. right it's jared? just it's yeah. just a one-word answer right? to some extent but yeah. i mean obviously it gets really complex the deeper you get into it because on the surface it's like well you know some of that cash whatever should be there for your emergency reserve that that's first and foremost i mean that should be in place before you do any investing sure. or retirement Absolutely. planning all that stuff so to and the extent insurance. right exactly and and so beyond that though it does start to become a little more difficult to figure out where to put it. And the reason being is because obviously with markets being as high as they are, both stock market and real estate market, fixed income, interest rates being as low as they are, everything seems poised for, you know, a pullback of some kind or at least. Well, at the very least, prices look expensive. Yes, exactly. It's probably Mm. not the most optimal entry Exactly. And that's what's making it very tough to answer that question typically. Well, and not only that. Why is it tough to sit on the sidelines? <laughs> right. Inflation. Well, exactly. It's it's going well, to eat away. And we all we all know that over the course of time, inflation is going to eat into the purchasing power of sure. that You have cash. to make at least the rate of inflation. Right. What is inflation right now, Nick? Five, five point four. If you're looking at CPI. Where are mm-hmm. you going to buy some of that? Where, where are you getting? Oh, you got to go private from? markets. So you're not getting. Right. Or that. you'd have to go high yield. Which I don't even, even think high, high yield you're getting that. Not even getting a four. Yeah, you've got a negative real return. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I think step one is kind of establish what your needs are, right? If you mm-hmm. need to refill that emergency reserve, you know, I, I have people, you know, friends that will reach out to me and be like, oh, we're going to buy a house in the next 18 months. What stock should we buy? And I'm like, none. <laughs> none. Yeah. none of you the don't st- need to none. consider that at all. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, and, and so once you get past those initial, you know, spending reserves, emergency reserves, things like that, I think, and this has been a big conversation we've been having with a lot of clients lately, is that a little bit of patience right now will go a very long way, in my opinion. Uh, And the reason for that, I think, is because there's a lot better chance, and you guys tell me if you disagree, I mean, because I've heard a lot of different schools of thought here, but... Oh, trust me, we will. (laughs) I know, I know Troy's here, we're going to get that, but, uh, you know, 
the, the, pol- the potential for policy change over the course of the rest of the year is a lot greater than I think it is next year, just because we're approaching midterms and there's always a reluctance to try to push through new legislation during a midterm year. And so I think that if it is a priority to uh, bring out some new tax policy for the feds uh, to, to make a move, which, you know, they're not going to be as driven by the political environment, obviously, as, as uh, we would hope know, other rights. Exactly. At least that's how it was designed. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But supposed to be independent of that. You know, while you don't want to keep cash on hand long term, I've been telling clients to, it, you should be comfortable with it right now. So long as your intention is that you're not going to keep it there for long. You know, right now being where we're at, and, and like you said, Troy, things are so expensive, I would prefer them to be poised to take advantage of opportunities that may come along quickly. If you spread that out in different places, whether it's going and buying CDs at community banks or buying our brokered CDs or going and getting cash and, and or, you know, buying investments like stocks with some of that cash, it'd just be hard to round up, uh, you know, if, if you go that, that route. And I, I think it's, as KC Smith would say, it's uh, good to have some dry powder on the side from time to time. And For sure. Especially, you know, in this case, being twenty thousand dollars is different than, let's say, if you're, you know, ready to plant five hundred grand in the market, and you can DCA stretch that out over a that's longer a period point. of time. Well, and yeah. that's the thing: if you wanted to get invested, you can that's dollar do it cost over a, average. Yeah, but yep. over a much longer period. Right. That's when you want to go slow. Exactly. We were talking uh, about uh, Thomas and Vanessa, who have a uh, uh, situation where they got a bunch of cash from uh, rental income. Uh, they're wanting to know, you know, what do they do with the cash? Uh, some of the things they seem to be potentially considering is, um, you know, is there something safe and short term in preparation for a ha- housing bubble burst and uh, their renters no. losing uh, <laughs> their house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yep. Uh, you know, you're not going to lose everybody at the same time, right? Yeah, let's hope not. Probably not. <laughs> um, they also I mean, I can know- see the 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 fear though you know like Mm -hmm. i mean if they were able to raise their you know raise those rents i mean if there's any sort of like you know i don't know if if all they have is one rental property then yes absolutely you could potentially deal with that um but um one thing i will say is real estate's usually a pretty good investment during an inflationary time um so yeah, should they so, buy a new house, another house? Well, <laughs> I think to take advantage of the rates, yes. In fact, Nick and I were talking about this. Exactly. So there, there's a there's a confounding situation here. You've got it's a lot more to that rates. too. Like, what, mm-hmm. what other assets do they own? Because you don't want these individuals to be well. You know, we have a little bit of money in our four hundred one k's, but the majority of our assets are in real estate. Well, then yeah. you have concentration issues and illiquidity issues. Exactly, I mean, there's other issues you got to mm-hmm. you got to consider. Um, but sounds uh, like they need a plan. Yeah, that's right. No <laughs> Everybody can use no one of those. Doubt. Uh, but the probably, I mean, when interest rates are low, other assets, real assets especially, generally tend to be expensive mm-hmm. because you can lever up with you know low cost of capital, mm-hmm. and um, you know the future that people invest in for those growth type assets actually looks brighter and people are willing to pay more for it. So, um, uh, you know, right now, if you invested in uh, fixed income, there's even taking big risk, uh, equity like risk, buying uh, buying high yield or junk, mm-hmm. um, if you care to call it that. Um, fixed income, you, you wind up uh, not even being able to reach the level of inflation, so you've got a negative real yield. Right. You know, inflation's going to eat more of the of the uh, purchasing power of your assets. So, um, Jared, it is kind of a, a 
tough spot. Um, yeah, before the break, one, we were talking about. I can't really remember a time where it's it's been like this with almost every option or alternative. You know, typically if the market's really high, maybe it's a good time to get into real estate or you know collectibles or whatever whatever the asset class may be. But it just seems right now everything is expensive. And so going back to the dollar cost averaging or the DCA, I think if you're going to put some money to work right now, you have to spread it out in you know hopefully equal increments over the course of a, a period that you're comfortable with because that's the only way in which you can really minimize the risk yeah. of buying in at, at a really inopportune time. But, you know, to that point, I would say whether it's inopportune now or not, the question really to me more is, do you think that the companies you would be buying if you chose to put it into the market are going to be worth more in five or 10 years than they are today? Because while they may be expensive now, you know, Amazon seemed expensive at $1,000 at one point. It did. And now it's trading north, you know, north of 3000 So Yeah, but they're growing <clears throat> Exactly. Revenue. And I tell clients all the time, look, no other asset class typically, and I know this, this has fluctuated a little bit throughout history, as you guys have seen, but how can any other asset keep up with a company that is actually growing you know home prices commodities collectibles all this is driven by supply and demand whereas we can measure the growth of a company over time and those are the ones that are actually growing your home doesn't grow right i mean it grows in value because of the demand but it's not growing unless you're actually improving it so to, right. to that extent maybe you do a little bit but yeah, the neighborhood near. could change positive or negative yeah. i mean there's there's various things it could Can't keep up with the company the, no and, and and the thing is jerry the point you're making uh, is compounded by the fact that we're in an inflationary environment it mm-hmm. seems right now i know the fed would tell you it's transitory meaning it's short term and it'll go away but yeah. uh, we see a lot of companies that are raising prices and mm-hmm. when you raise prices their revenue increases now nick you made the point earlier you can see some compression in profit margins but in reality even if it compresses earnings are going to grow mm-hmm. so you know in inflationary periods one of the best places to hide out if you will yeah, stocks exactly uh, the the only downturn the only downside i guess to that is what happens? How do they cure inflation with higher interest rates? Mm-hmm. Higher interest rates do tend to make uh, all of those all yeah. of those real asset values start to get, mm-hmm. you know, pressure. Their, well, their prices could go down. Yeah, no, absolutely. But That's, what happens when you've got bonds and interest <laughs> rates increase? Guess what? Exactly. Yeah, you Same know, deal. If, no if you read much, you know, news on financial markets, people tell you equity markets look expensive, but they'll tell you the bond market looks even more expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, you referring to high yield, if you you can look at the iShares high yield corporate bond ETF, right? Pretty easy uh, liquid investment, you know, if you want sure. to just get exposure to the high yield market, it's yield is 3.24%. So you're still at a more than negative 2% real return. Right. On high yield. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, there's just not a good play. I think a lot of people lately have been reluctant to put it to work because the, the possibility of the market, I mean, hell, we lost half of it on Monday, half of what you just said, 5% of inflation. Sure. In one day, we lost 2 two to 3% in the market. So they're thinking, you know, look, we could lose easily with that purchasing power that we're already losing from inflation. We could lose that easily by buying into the market. So we need to maybe hold off for and that's why I've come around to more of the the patience you don't want to be in cash for very long here because that certainly is not going to be the best long-term play but things can't stay the way that they are forever so I think again a little bit of patience goes a long ways yeah because at least you'll be poised if you've got some cash ready to be put to work you know you can you can jump and and take advantage of opportunities that may come along yeah there's there's a couple of things that I think we need to touch on before we move on to Thomas and Vanessa first of all don't let your cash pile up in the future exactly Uh, but the other piece is if you have spending needs that you know of within the next 10 years 
I don't really care what's going on in the bond market. You're going to be safer there. Mm-hmm. And and the point is to buy something high quality that's got low volatility right. so that the price doesn't move away from you. And, you know, you find yourself selling something that's negatively pressured and the price has fallen significantly mm-hmm. when you need the money. Right. Right. Uh, Jared, the only way you can do that is with a financial plan. That's right. And in order to have a financial plan, you need to know how much you spend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of aspects that go into it. Jared, I'll leave you to talk about it. But before sure. you get to doing that, they can reach you by calling 770-429-9166. If, uh, you know, if you've got questions about a financial plan or even mm-hmm. you know more directly where to put the cash uh we can always help you and Jarrett is a phone call away 770-429-9166 and his cell number is <laughs> <laughs> catch yeah. him at we'll go that that's his favorite but that is a good anytime after seven <laughs> that's a good point troy because you know the the plan being in place does make the answer to this question much easier because right. it, it gives us the direction that we need without having to speculate as to what would be the best option uh, and so the plan almost makes the decision for you in a lot of cases the question is whether or not you're going to be comfortable with that it, I was going to say you might have the ability but the other half of the equation is your mm-hmm. willingness to take that risk and, right. and you know some individuals they have sufficient assets they can weather you know a, st- a stock mm-hmm. market correction but they just it keeps them up at night and if that's the case that's uh, you know yeah peace of mind there's well, there's a value no, to that no doubt. if you're putting no. that money to work into companies that you know are going to be around or at least have a very good idea that you know they're not going anywhere right i think even if you do take a little bit of a, a loss on the stock because you bought it at a high point now, at least you're making income in the meantime, and, and right. you know eventually five or ten years out again, it's going to be worth a lot more than it is today. And the point is, by telling you that you're best to have a ten-year rule, we acknowledge mm-hmm. that there are times when stocks fall. Yeah. They're volatile. It's a volatile asset. Yeah. However, if you've got a long uh, investment horizon, 10 years or more, mm-hmm. uh, we've seen that the average 10-year return is about 10.5% on yeah. individual stocks throughout, you know, going back to 1926. Right. So if you're buying stocks based on the 10-year rule, then technically that money is for 10 years out at least. Sure. So then you're really back to, is the, are those stocks you're buying going to be worth more in 10 years than they are today, even though you might be buying at a premium today? And the question is usually yes. I mean, at least with our approach, I think the companies that we recommend are all solid enough that there's a good chance almost every one of them will be around and probably worth more that far down the road than they sure. are today. Yeah. So, Especially sure. if you dollar cost average. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that improves it significantly, even in a downturn. Absolutely. Investing through a downturn, there's yeah. lots of evidence that that works great. Without a doubt. All right. Coming up next, we've got a bunch of listener questions, including some on uh, the proceeds of a um, life insurance policy, J&J and Roblox. Mm. So you are listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.